Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 22nd of September. The total number of coronavirus cases in the country crossed 55,60,000 today. The Ministry of Health and Family Welfare reported over 75,000 new cases in the last 24 hours. The ministry also said that this was the first time in two weeks that the daily COVID-19 cases had dropped below 76,000. The death toll crossed 88,000 after more than 1,000 fresh fatalities were reported. The mortality rate of the country now stands at 1.60%. However, India for the first time reported over 1 lakh single-day recoveries today, increasing the total number of recovered cases to 44 lakh. The recovery rate now stands at 80.86% in the country. Phase 3 of human clinical trials began for the Oxford vaccine in India. The vaccine is being developed by the Serum Institute of India in Pune in collaboration with Oxford University. According to Dr. Murlidhar Tambe, the dean of Sassoon General Hospital where the tests are being conducted, doses of the vaccine were administered to 150 to 200 volunteers. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is set to chair a virtual meeting with chief ministers and health ministers from several states and union territories on Wednesday. The meeting will include participants from Maharashtra, Andhra Pradesh, Karnataka, Uttar Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, Delhi and Punjab to review the COVID-19 situation. Despite the increasing cases of COVID-19 in the state, Meghalaya Chief Minister Konrad K. Sangma announced that no further lockdown would be implemented. He said, and I quote, Lockdown is not really a solution but only a mechanism to delay the spread of the virus. Therefore, the government will not enforce a further lockdown. We simply cannot close down the economy. Unquote. The General Secretary of the Navnirman Sena in Maharashtra, Sandeep Deshpande, and three other leaders from the party were arrested for boarding local trains while demanding that the services be open to the public. According to a report by Indian Express today, it has come to light that several educational institutes, including Navodaya schools for rural students, IITs and IIMs, contributed a total of over 21 crore rupees to the PM Cares Fund. The Prime Minister's office, however, refused to publish details of the contributions received, stating that the fund did not come under the Right to Information Act. It is important to note that although the contributions were supposed to be voluntary, most of them were deducted from the salaries of the staffs in these institutions. You might want to read Vivek Call's piece from May about corporate donations to the PM Cares Fund. It is titled, How Come Companies Have Money for the PM Cares Fund But Not for Their Staff? You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Dr. Kafil Khan met Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi yesterday to discuss the misuse of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act and the National Security Act in the country. Thanking Gandhi for her support, he also said, and I quote, I'm lucky to have been released. There are many others, including 70 to 80 years old, along with those who were peacefully protesting against the CAA and NRC, unquote. Khan was arrested on January 29th and granted bail in a case by a court in Aligarh district on February 10th. However, he was not released from the Mathura jail. Instead, the NSA or the National Security Act was invoked against him three days later and his detention continued. Khan allegedly made a provocative speech during an open talk event at AMU or Aligarh Muslim University during a protest on December 12th. Sifologist Yogendra Yadav was the other speaker at the event. Dr. Kafil Khan had said in his speech, referring to the Union Minister Amit Shah, and I quote, Motabhai teaches us to become Hindu or Muslim but not human beings, unquote. 
The complaint also alleged that in his speech he had said that schools run by the RSS or the Rashtriya Swayamsevak Sangh teaches children that people with beards are terrorists. In a letter written on the 17th of September to the United Nations, Dr Khan had detailed his alleged torture in jail. His letter read and I quote, I was tortured mentally as well as physically, denied food and water for many days and treated inhumanely during months of incarceration in a congested, overcrowded Mathura prison. Unquote. The Allahabad High Court had called the extension of his detention illegal and had also commented that Khan's speech does not disclose any effort to promote hatred or violence. Do watch Kafil Khan's interview with our reporter Basant Kumar on News Laundry Hindi where he details the kind of torture both mental and physical that he was subjected to while in jail. He also spoke about the rumors of him joining Congress in the interview. Talking of torture during the court hearing on the conspiracy case of the Delhi riots, accused student activist Gulfisha Fatima, who joined via video conference from Tihar jail, said that she was facing mental and emotional harassment by jail authorities. Addressing the additional sessions judge Amitabh Rawat of the Karkar Duma District Court, Fatima said, and I quote, Sir, I have a problem in jail. Ever since I was brought here, I have been constantly facing discrimination by the jail staff. They called me an educated terrorist and hurled communal slurs at me. I'm facing mental harassment here. If I hurt myself, only jail authorities will be responsible for it. Unquote. Judge Rawat asked her if her grievance was against a particular individual. The judge also asked Fatima's lawyer Mehmood Pracha to file an application about the matter. Fatima's lawyer responded saying he would do so but his client's remarks should be recorded in the order sheet for the day. Fatima was arrested for participating in the Jafrabad anti-CAA protest and charged under multiple sections of the Indian Penal Code. She was granted bail on May 13th but she remained in jail after she was slapped with the stringent Unlawful Activities Prevention Act and Arms Act in another case under the Indian Penal Code. At least 21 people including students and activists who were involved in the protest movement against the Citizenship Amendment Act and the National Register of Citizens in December and January have been arrested under FIR 59 of the Delhi riots which invokes the UAPA or India's anti-terror law. Former JNU student and human rights activist Umar Khalid the main accused in the case was also arrested on 13th of September. Do read Ayush's report based on his interview with Umar Khalid not long before he was arrested. It is titled There will be fake stories about me once I'm arrested. Umar Khalid on riots probe and his imminent arrest. Dear listeners, if you're still confused about what really went down during the Delhi riots, I urge you to go to newslaundry.com and read our reports. We have several ground reports on the incident, some of which were reported while the violence was still taking place. Do read the report on Tahir Hussain who is the other main accused in the case. It is titled Indian Media has made Tahir Hussain the face of Delhi riots. What's the evidence? While the expelled Ahmadmi Party councillor is accused of orchestrating communal violence based on social media, he calls it dirty politics. Our reporters Ayush and Basant have been consistently following the developments in the Delhi riots case and they have even penned down several in-depth ground reports for our NL Sena series which is an initiative by News Laundry that allows readers like you to fund the stories that you want to hear. Through their investigation of the Delhi police's probe into the riots, Ayush and Basant found not just one but many many loopholes. Let's take the case of 25-year-old Shahid Alam's murder. He was an auto rickshaw driver from Mustafabad in northeast Delhi who was shot on February 24th the second day of the riots. The Delhi police arrested six Muslim men in the case on the basis of witness statements from three migrant workers 
all of whom told News Laundry that the statements were fabricated. You can read the details in the report titled Delhi Riots in Shahid Alam's Murder Witnesses Cry Fabrication by Police. There are several reports under the same series and you must read them to get a complete picture of the events that occurred, something that you might not get if you depend on legacy media houses for news. And you know exactly why. They are dependent on advertisers and sponsors for money and very often it happens to be the government. Now you can put two and two together to see why you might be getting one-sided news on events where the government did not perform its duties. And that is why we at News Laundry keep harping on about the importance of independent media organizations. We are one such organization and we depend on you to keep us afloat through your subscriptions. So go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The opposition boycotted the parliament today, walking out of the Lok Sabha hours after a similar move in the Rajya Sabha in protest over the farm bills and till three key demands as well as requests to revoke the suspension of eight members are met. The Congress was the first to leave the upper house along with members of the Ahmadmi Party, Trinamul Congress and the left. Hours later, they walked out of the lower house too, followed by the Bahujan Samaj Party and the Telangana Rashtra Samiti. Congress MP Gulam Nabi Azad insisted that, and I quote, no one can put across their views in just two, three minutes. There will be 90% de-escalation if MPs are not constrained by time to speak, unquote. He was referring to the meagre time spent on the discussion of the contentious farm bills. He also called for the revocation of the suspension order against the MPs. He further demanded that the protests would continue until the government released another bill that would ensure that no private person could purchase from farmers below the minimum support price. Congress leader Sachin Pilot also called the bills anti-farmer and compared the suspension of the MPs to a dictatorship. Many of the suspended MPs had spent the night outside the parliament in protest. Opposition members accused the deputy chairman, Harivansh Singh, of helping the government rush through the farm bills in the Rajya Sabha on Sunday without following democratic process. This was because he had rejected their calls for sending the bills to a select committee for a review or even to extend the discussion till Monday. The bills were passed with a voice vote after the chair rejected opposition calls for physical voting and division of votes. In response to the opposition's protests, Harivan Singh observed a day-long fast against the MP's unruly behaviour. He also went to the protesting members with tea and served it in cups this morning on the lawns of the parliament complex. The suspended MPs rejected his tea diplomacy, calling him anti-farmer. The Prime Minister, however, supported his move, calling it humble. Manoj Tiwari, the Delhi BJP MP, went on to call for the arrest of the suspended MPs. Union Minister and BJP leader Ravi Shankar Prasad said that the government will consider revoking the suspension of the eight Rajya Sabha members only after they apologise for their behaviour in the upper house. And now for some international updates. There are currently 31.3 million cases of COVID-19 infections reported around the world, including more than 965,000 deaths. As the death toll in the United States inched closer to 200,000, President Donald Trump claimed, falsely of course, at a rally in Ohio that the country's fatality rate was amongst the lowest in the world and that the virus has virtually no effect on young people. Trump said, and I quote, it affects elderly people, elderly people with heart problems and other problems. If they have other problems, that's what it really affects them, that's it. You know, in some states, thousands of people, nobody young, Take your hat off to the young because they have a hell of an immune system. But it affects virtually nobody. It is an amazing thing. By the way, open your schools. Unquote. 
The Spanish government has agreed with unions and business leaders that employers must cover home working expenses after the coronavirus pandemic caused millions to work from their living rooms. The Deputy Prime Minister Pablo Iglesias said, and I quote, it was fundamental to regulate remote working to protect the rights of workers, unquote. Under the government's draft proposal, as seen by Reuters, companies would have to bankroll all expenses employees may have when working from home, including computer equipment and furniture, while employees can ask for flexible working hours. The benefits would only apply to employees who stay at home for at least 30% of their work schedule, and employers will have the right to monitor workers' online presence while respecting dignity and privacy and ask them to be flexible about working hours. In other news, Mark Chapman, the man who killed John Lennon, has apologized to Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono, 40 years after his death. Chapman shot Lennon four times outside his Manhattan apartment in front of Yoko Ono in 1980. Last month, he was denied parole for the 11th time following a hearing. During the hearing, Chapman said that he had killed the 40-year-old Beatle for glory and that he deserved the death penalty. He added that he thinks about the despicable act all the time and accepts that he may spend the rest of his life in prison. Chapman said, and I quote, He was extremely famous. I didn't kill him because of his character or the kind of man he was. He was a family man. He was an icon. He was someone who spoke of things that we now speak of, and it's great. I assassinated him because he was very, very, very famous, and that's the only reason that I was very, very, very much seeking self-glory, very selfish. Unquote. At the parole board meeting, Chapman was described as being deeply religious and a devoted Christian. He now works in a restricted block of prison where he was placed for his own safety as a clerk and a porter. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hold up. 